You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Over 200 police officers have left the Seattle Police Department since the 2020 summer protests. And it's having an impact on our local elections right now. We've got an election for mayor. We've got an election for city council. Public safety is kind of a big thing right now. Got a lot of shootings going on, murder rates going up, crime rates going up. And yet we've still got some politicians here in Seattle that are, hey, let, I think it's still a good idea to, to fund the police. And then we've got other politicians that are saying, you know what? Ah, I think we need to work with getting some more cops on the streets. It's interesting. Seattle is typically such a uh, politically left-leaning city that it's just it's basically noted as being, yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to run that city. So, so many of the mayors have been one and done as far as their, um, they just, they don't, they don't want to run for reelection. They're like, oh yeah, I've had enough Seattle. Good run. Love the constituents there, but I got to go do something else. So we're going to read a, uh, a Newsweek article that kind of breaks down police officers leaving. If you've been following the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, you know why that is happening. I actually read an article the other day that said, the reason there are so few police officers on the street and the reason they've quit is because they, they've just quit. It's, you know, it's, it's, let's blame it on the police officers. They're not doing their duty. They're not, they're not fulfilling their civic obligation. They're not fulfilling their whatever it is, vows that they've taken. It's like, are you kidding me? Where have you been? Well, you weren't at Chop and Jazz, were you? No, probably not. So news, we've got a Newsweek article, and then we've got yet another article kind of indicating, all right, not enough police on the streets. What does that mean? And by the streets, we mean just public safety. We're going to take a look at the waterways in Seattle, because you got Lake Washington, you got Puget Sound, there's a lot to cover. And um, with the as few police officers as we have, that's being impacted too. That's what we're going to talk about. Before we jump on in and read these articles, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news. All right, let's jump on into it. Enough of the intro chit chat, right? Over 200 officers have left the Seattle Police Department since the 2020 summer protests, including Chief Carmen Best, the city's first black police chief. Yeah, I was crazy when she just was like, yeah, I'm done. You guys need to work this out. They were going to cut her salary by 40%. F that, she thought. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm going to go. I think she's uh, she is a police. She covers police stuff for one of the local networks now. Officers have quit in protest of calls to defund the police, which includes cutting salaries and cutting jobs for as many as 100 police officers. This article states 200 police officers. I think the mayor has stated that it'll be somewhere around 300 by the end of the year when all the numbers are in, when it all is said and done. Interim Police Chief Adrian Diaz said the department's reduced numbers have led to a staffing crisis. I've covered that so many times in podcasts. You don't have enough cops to keep the streets safe. Your 911 calls are getting extended out further and further. The police basically only respond to priority one and priority two calls, meaning there's imminent harm or danger to people. You got some other kind of crime that's happened to you? Good luck with that. We'll get to you when we can, if we can, maybe someday. But you know, good taxpaying citizen, we wish you the best. We wish we could help more, 
we got defunded. <laughs> That's literally a thing. Or, you know what? There's a lot of crime going on in the city. We can't get to it all. And that's a legit straight up thing. There aren't enough police numbers per FBI guidelines for a city the size of Seattle or the city the size of Portland or Chicago or a lot of these other cities that have these skyrocketing crime rates, right? During last year's large protests, city council members and others criticized the department's responses, including being too aggressive and quick to use tear gas on protesters. I say they weren't aggressive enough and they weren't fast enough. Pull that stuff faster because that was just annoying, right? One candidate for Seattle's primary mayoral race is City Council President M. Lorena Gonzalez, who strongly supports the defund the police movement. That in today's political climate is not a very strong position because we're watching gun violence and crime and murder go up, not down. So do you want fewer police officers on the streets in an environment where crime is expanding. That's a tough sell. That's a tricky position to be in. But the flip side is, is Lorena Gonzalez, she's, she's already into that position. She can't back out now. Um, it's interesting that she in the primary or in the initial election, uh, she wasn't the top dog. She wasn't the top contender. No. Voters in Seattle's mayoral, mayoral primary on Tuesday set up a choice between candidates representing the political divide between activist left residents and more moderate progressives in one of the nation's most liberal cities. Bruce Harrell, a former city council member who has called for hiring more police officers. What? Are you kidding me? This guy's going to, he wants to hire more cops? I thought we were defending by 50%. Now, that's what the people wanted. Oh, sorry. That was, those are the peaceful protesters. I mean, the violent rioters. That's who wanted that. Um, so, okay. So, Bruce wants to hire more police officers. And he actually, by a slim lead, I think is winning the, uh, the primary. Uh, and he wants to hire more officers to stem a rise in shootings and who is endorsed by the business community whose boat got rocked and nobody said a thing. Ah, it's businesses, reparations, you know, stuff. And he was leading all candidates in early returns. The top two finishers in the nonpartisan race advanced to the November election. He will likely face Gonzalez in the general election. Gonzalez, who is finishing in second place, has been critical of Seattle's police and has called for reform of a department that is under federal supervision after the Justice Department found a pattern of excessive force and evidence of biased policing. She embraced calls to defund the police following the murder of George Floyd last year. That was a popular opinion for just a hot minute there, wasn't it? And then we kind of realized, oh, yeah, yet fewer cops on the street. Those who are doing the crime, they're not going to take a break. They're not going to let up. No, they're going to double down and do some more crime. And that's what's been happening. And not necessarily just because of the defunding of the police. No, it has to do with the pandemic, just kind of the way these things have been going. Um, kind of certain cities with certain leadership seem to have a greater rise in crimes than other cities with different leadership. Votes will be counted for several days in the city's all-male election, but Harrell and Gonzalez were easily outpacing the other candidates. The candidate that was... $22,000 behind on his rent. 
He, I believe, was in. You'll be disappointed. I know. He was in last place. Last place. He's, he's not going to make it in the top two. You got to be in the top two to get on the ballot. Seattle's primary election happened during an ongoing surge in shootings. A recent phenomenon echoed in other large cities in the U.S. Worries about inequity in a city with skyrocketing home prices and a vexing homelessness problem were also big issues between those running for the city's highest office. I think public safety is the biggest issue ongoing right now because you can't run businesses. People don't want to buy homes in those areas. I mean, it's just, it's a mess. And our leadership just kind of stands by and goes, well, yeah, that's a tricky situation. Wish we could do something, but we need to do some more, you know, reimagining and rethinking before we come up with a plan. But you know what, Johnny on the spot, let's fund the police by 50%. That's a good plan. Let's not have a, let's not have anything to, to put in place in the interim there. Let's just defund them and we'll figure it out. Couldn't get worse, could it? Uh, it it's getting worse. Oh, hmm. Anywho, let's just continue defunding the police. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll work it out. But it was the increase in violence that marked the ending weeks of the primary campaign. We haven't had numbers like um, Chicago, and I I follow those pretty closely now. Last weekend, eighty four shootings, twelve people murdered, something like that. I mean, just 84 people shot, you know, just, just crazy numbers. Seattle is a distant, distant you know, statistical numbers compared to Chicago. But still, we're having, we're having shootings that uh, people who have been here, longtime residents here are like, yeah, I don't recall this number of shootings. So even for Seattle, our numbers are way up when you don't want numbers to be way up. In late July, four people were fatally shot across the city over a 24 hour period. And I think it was was it? Uh, oh, they, they were fatally shot. Uh, and there was a total of eight shootings, 12 shootings that day. Can't remember. It was a lot. Incumbent Mayor Jenny Durkin, who was not running for reelection, one and done. And Diaz, interim chief Diaz, have announced more than $10 million towards violent pre violence prevention, and $2 million for a pilot program that approaches violence from a public health perspective. I say put some more cops on the street. And there is your public health perspective on reducing said shootings. But that seems to be a very unpopular opinion in today's, uh, in today's environment. Nope, we need to go the other way and have less cops. Because somehow that seems to be where it's at. Seattle's primary came weeks after Democratic primary voters in New York's mayoral race chose a former police officer who objected to calls to defund the police. That was an interesting one, right? Huh. It's like, okay. Every now and then you get a glimmer of good news. Now is it? If you're, you know, if you're on the side that I am, which is public safety is important, why do we focus so much on public safety on a real estate podcast? Well, neighborhoods made out of people, people live in neighborhoods. If people aren't safe, neighborhoods aren't safe, and the whole thing trickles down, and it's not good. So real estate, important, public safety, important. The two kind of go hand in hand, right? You want to keep said residents safe and defunding the police by 50%. 
you know, if you want to have some police reform in there, that's fine. But you need to commit more funds to the police departments, not less, not have fewer on the streets. Harold is committed to hiring more officers. We're back to the candidate, the business guy business guy, I'm going to call him. Harrell is committed to hiring more officers to address both the gun violence epidemic and other urgent public safety concerns. He grew up in Seattle's central area, a redlined neighborhood. His father was a black transplant from the Jim Crow South. And his mother's family was Japanese and they were interned during World War II. He's an attorney. He served three terms on the city council advocating for police accountability. Okay. And now he's advocating for more police officers. People are tired of this fighting in Seattle, Harold said after the initial results were released. The city is expecting me to come up with new solutions. Gonzalez's parents were migrant farm workers in central Washington. She picked cherries as a child before becoming a lawyer and representing victims of police brutality. As council president, she has helped pass a payroll tax on big corporations such as Amazon to pay for city services, as well as worker protections, such as a secure scheduling law. On Tuesday night, she said people want a mayor who will stand up to big, wealthy corporations. Do they? Or do they work for big, wealthy corporations? I'm thinking like Amazon and Microsoft and Facebook and Google and all the major employers in the city of Seattle. They don't necessarily need to stand up to big wealthy corporations. They are already employed by them. That's what's causing such a rise in property values because all this money is coming to Seattle. And yet geniuses like this one are like, ah, tax them, tax them, run them out of town, which they're, you know, they're, they're trying to do. And they've done a remarkable job shifting 25,000 jobs from Seattle over to Bellevue, where I'm recording this podcast here. We're not turning them away. We're saying, come on over, Amazon. We'll build you some more buildings. We've got buildings you can buy. Oh, you just bought some more? Oh, okay, good. All right. But we don't have a shortage of police officers over here either. Just saying. Seattle, home to Amazon and legions of wealthy tech workers, is a notoriously difficult city to govern and one with a fickle electorate. The last three mayors elected by the people have not served more than one term. One and done. Sayonara out of here. Seattle, too tricky. Too tricky to manage and or lead, however you want to look at it. All right. So we're going to move on to a specific example of the defunding the police and how it's gone sideways and how community members are saying, hey, yo, what's up? Yeah, it's not the number of cops, is it? Ballard businesses. Ballard is just to the north of downtown. It's an old uh, Norwegian fishing like community. Ballard businesses. Now it's very hip and it's very cool and it's got a lot of breweries and it's a good place. Ballard businesses, except for the Ballard Commons, where you have got homelessness that has just overrun that community. This Ballard businesses organizations concerned over lack of police presence on local waterways. Uh-oh. Number of local businesses and organizations are voicing concerns over the decrease in Seattle Harbor Patrol, which they say has led to an increase in crime and boating accidents along the Ship Canal, Lake Union, and Lake Washington. So you've got Puget Sound out to the west, you got Seattle, then you got Lake Union, and then you got Lake Washington. So all those areas are patrolled by Harbor Patrol. 
Coalition of Businesses, Governmental Agencies, Nonprofits, and Recreational Boating Organizations voiced their concerns in a letter to city officials saying that the reduced number of harbor patrol officers is a threat to safe water recreation and leaves shoreline businesses and residents vulnerable to crime. Some of the coalition members include Commissioner of the Seattle Port Commission, Peter Steinbrook, Boward Alliance Executive Director, Mike Stewart, Brandy Gaines from the Fremont Chamber, neighborhood next to Ballard, and president of North Seattle Industrial Association, Eugene Wasserman. Other members also included several yacht club representatives and live aboard and floating home associations, people that live on the water, a la sleepless in Seattle. Drove my jet ski over the other day and did a hyperlapse right up to uh, the sleepless in Seattle houseboat. It's pretty cool, but it's just a houseboat. It has kind of a cool roof line, got an angled roof line. Um, but yeah, it's still there. It's been updated. It's been renovated. Sleepless in Seattle. It's a thing, right? Who knew? In the letter, the coalition points to the growing number of boaters, kayakers, and stand-up paddleboarders that now flock to local waterways as summer temperatures hit record highs. On Lake Union, that's where my boat is located. It is a zoo. Like when I pull out my boat, I have to be really careful because there are so many kayakers, stand-up paddleboarders, little tiny boats, that if I ran over one, it would not be good. It would not be pretty. So we've got just a lot of chaos going on because all of a sudden people are like, hey, in summer, it's warm in Seattle and you can do some pretty cool stuff on the water there. Still see the Space Needle, see the city skyline. It's pretty cool. Um, but you don't have enough cops to basically patrol, right? Seattle is blessed to be a hub of, hub of waterways that provide substantial economic outdoor recreation and tourism benefits to the city, especially in our warm spring, summer and fall weather. It's true. You have good weather in spring, summer and fall. It's a little bit sketchy at times and it can be cold during those uh, spring and summer or spring and fall. But in the summer right now, August, it's epic. Uh, but with those tremendous benefits come genuine obligations to water safety, to human safety, and to the health and well-being of residents and visitors alike. Public safety, right? We want to bring your attention our, to our growing concern and alarm that those obligations are not being met and the results can be tragic. Doug Dixon, general manager of the Pacific Fisherman Shipyard in Ballard, told Como News that he's seen a steady increase in crime along the ship canal, saying that fishing vessel owners are being robbed while in Salmon Bay. Dixon says Harbor Patrol was once a helpful deterrent for criminals. Our most current information is that the Harbor Patrol despite being budgeted for up to 30 full-time employee officers and civilians is now operating at less than half of full strength. We defunded the police. Police officers quit. Here's where you're at. Cops on boats, they're not an exception. They got defunded, working at 50% capacity. So in some of these waterways, uh, we have a lot of the Alaskan, the boats that go up to Alaska, the deadliest catch boats. Boats that I have um, watched be renovated was the Cornelia Marie. That one got a pretty big renovation. I don't know if that is being, I don't know who's operating that one anymore because the kids, Jake and um, the brother, uh, they're kind of doing different things. And then the wizard, uh, Keith Colburn, I think it is from that show. I saw the wizard undergo some, some work being done. It's pretty cool. They're not as big as you would think. 
They're big when you're on a jet ski looking up going, Oh, that's a big boat. But you see them on the fishing show on the on the uh, deadliest catch. And you think that is a damn big boat taking those waves. They're not that big. They're not that huge. They are they're hardcore looking, because they just take an absolute beating. And then they come into um, this area here in between Puget Sound and, and our lakes, and they get some work done because there's some big, big um, companies that you know, marine companies that, that work on these ships. On many occasions, including during our sunniest and hottest days of summer, there is only one harbor patrol boat to cover the vast marine environment of Seattle, to enforce boating laws like boating under the influence to conduct search and rescue, and to respond to incidences both minor and major, whether the root causes a series of retirements, cutbacks, and inland based patrols, or a combination of things, we hope you will agree that the result is unacceptable. So e even though this isn't the downtown area, it's not Belltown, it's not, you know, all these areas that we know that shootings have occurred, crime is on the rise. And this coalition of very different people, all people that work the waterways are saying, hey, public safety is crime is on the rise, public safety is not taking place. We will hope you agree that the result of increased crime, it's a no go. So public safety, just such a big, big concern in a lot of these cities, especially West Coast cities, California, Oregon, Portland, here in Washington and Seattle, not going the right direction. Be interesting to see how our choices for both our city council and our mayor turn out because th these are definitely being influenced by all the stuff that's happening. And mainly it's crime statistics going in the wrong direction. So hopefully we can get some politicians in place that actually do want to want to do more than reimagine and rethink, they're going to get in there and do something. But I think it's going to take uh, it's going to take a number of elections to and that's if, if ever got to remember all the politicians that are in place that created this mess, we voted them in there. Oh, yeah, we'll take you. How could things possibly go go wrong with I mean, your strong history of socialism and Marxism? And, you know, and why wouldn't that work out in a capitalist based economy? Don't really know. But hey, hey, you got my vote. Now we voted these folks in, you got to deal with it. So it's going to take some take some time before people are like, Oh, voting. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should vote in the right direction. I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope. But um, got to do something to kind of get some of these crime stats going the right direction. Yeah, because it's getting worse before it gets better. And uh, our courthouse, I did a podcast yesterday, our courthouse, what a King County courthouse, what a mess. That is just a crime infested zoo happening there. It's nuts. All right. But the rest of Seattle, it's fine. It's good. It's tourist season. Come on down. Come on down. It's all good. You know, sidewalks, you know, and, and I, I'm kind of joking. But then again, I'm kind of not there's some areas of, of Seattle that are just so cool. And there's some areas that are cool and yet a little tricky. And then there's some that are just like, Ooh, don't go there. Don't go there. And mainly they're in downtown and where the homeless encampments are and where the police aren't and on the waterways. Okay, you kind of kind of get my idea here. Some safe, some not so safe. But still, come on down to Seattle. Love to have your tourism dollar. Okay, you can watch that fish get tossed at the Pike Place Market. 
It's a thing. Okay. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you in the next one. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.